Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. everybody, I'm Simon from Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by award-winning chiropractor Dr. Kelly Henry and for over 20 years uh, Dr. Kelly Henry has helped his patients live healthier lives. Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you Simon, I appreciate the opportunity, glad to be here. And your bio goes on further to say that obviously with the foundation of providing exceptional customer service, which is great that you've done that, um, you, Dr. Henry, have grown your clients and clinics into one of the top producing chiropractic officers in the nation with multiple locations and doctors as well. So well done. And since 2018, you have used your system to coach business leaders on improving customer service to rapidly increase growth and profits. You're also the author of Define and Deliver Exceptional Customer Service, a book which has proven strategies on how to maximize profits. And I know we're gonna talk about how people can get their hands on a copy of that book and any other content you've got a little bit, little bit later. I'm intrigued before we start talking about the coffee. What's the backstory between the shift from having chiropractic clinics to helping business owners and business leaders improving customer service. Give us a little bit of a backstory to that. Absolutely. I, I had the fortune of buying out two different chiropractic clinics in my career. Mm. And uh, both of those clinics I bought from doctors that uh, basically had gone past their prime. Um, they were in their 60s, really had nothing left with their clinics, not much uh, patient clientele. Um, just kind of hanging on and just wanted to, uh, you know, get what they could out of their, their clinics. Um, I took note of that. Um, it was good for me to buy them at the time because I paid pennies on the dollar, but I took note of that and just put that in the back of my mind that, uh, I didn't, if I was going to leave chiropractic, if I was going to retire from chiropractic, I was going to try to retire at my pinnacle instead of waiting until things had died off and I had nothing left to sell. Yeah. And so in 2017, I really felt led. It was time to, to move on and shift gears and, and pivot. And so I was able to do that. Um, I have been coached for years. So I knew the impact on me personally and business-wise from coaching. I've right. seen the incredible impact of customer service on my businesses, obviously, as you mentioned. And so that's why I've just meshed the two together. And, and that's why I'm doing what I am today. Yeah. And I think for the listeners, that's a really important story that you've told us there because some of the most successful coaches that I've worked with, you know, and obviously being a coach now, likewise, like you have come from having being coached. And I think having a business, having that background, as you say, realizing those moments where you say, I don't want to end up like this. I don't want to exit my business like these guys have. I want to, as you say, exit at the top. That that's real, real value in itself. But then to actually coach other people having been coached, I think gives you a perception there of being able to see both sides of the fence so clearly. And 
have you found that to be real value for your clients as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Knowing that, you know, that I know what I speak of, uh, yeah. that I've had many coaches, 11, 12 coaches through the years um, in several different areas of my life. So it's not just one exclusively to business, but I've had personal right. coaches, I've had speaking coaches, uh, all kinds of different coaches. Uh, and to, to have experienced that, to utilize it, to have achieved a certain amount of success, you know, I can talk about that openly and freely and they, they know where I'm coming from that, uh, that I practice what I preach. Yeah. And I think they give you more credit and, you know, give you more authority to tell them what to do when they say, you're not just telling me what to do. You know, you've done it. You've been there and you understand the importance of it. So yeah, great. Uh, coffee then let's get talking about some coffee. What, what coffee have you been drinking in your business today? And tell us a little bit about why you're drinking that particular coffee. Well, there's a uh, independent coffee stand uh, just down the road from us called Coffee Cabana. And uh, one, of my, one of my my friends, one of my golfing buddies got me hooked into it. And they have a particular brand called the Kansas City brand, which is, I think, is a more of a uh, mid-range, mild blend, but it is incredibly smooth tasting. Just in, mm. uh, recently, I'm thinking I've only been drinking it for the last couple, three months, but um, it, it is phenomenal. Really, really enjoy that coffee. Um, it's been a, just been a different twist because normally I like the darker blends and this is a little different, uh, a, little, okay. a little different for me, but I absolutely love it. Yeah. So how, how do you take that Kansas City? It's interesting you say City there. You're not, you're not the first person to mention City Roasts. And I think that is that mid-range, isn't it? And the City Roasts across the world seem to be not quite blonde, not quite dark, but somewhere in the middle, easy to drink, you know, drink it all day, sit yeah. with friends, have two or three coffees. Um, how, how do you take that coffee? I like uh, a little bit of sweetener. I usually use stevia sweetener okay. yep. with that. And then I put just a little bit of half and half in. Um, ah. So it's, just a little bit, uh, just a little bit wide, just take a little bit of the bitterness out of coffee. Uh, that's typically how I, I have my first cup. And then my second cup, a lot of times I'll just drink it, drink it straight black. But that first uh, cup, it, it needs to be just a little bit just, on the, on the, just take the edge side. off it. Yeah. So you mentioned there the darker coffees and the darker roasts. What's your favorite coffee? You know, if you can think of one where you really, really, have it when it's special perhaps when you're with friends you know when we're able to some of us when we go out somewhere for a meal what, what's your favorite coffee and how do you drink that coffee I you know I wish I could be more original on this and have some kind of exotic roast but I love Dunkin Donuts dark blend um, oh. that's been my go-to coffee for years uh, really ever since they started producing it and, and put it on the shelves of stores. But that, that has been my absolute favorite, uh, favorite coffee to go to. So, um, and I can generally drink that just straight black, although I'll, I'll put a little half and half in it at times, but I, that's my go-to coffee, my absolute favorite. So for anybody outside of the U S listening to this, obviously Dunkin' Donuts um, is, a, is a well-known brand for, for you. I, I didn't realize they actually sold their coffee in stores. 
and it, it it's been a few years so maybe in the last yeah. 10 years they've started doing that uh, and they have several different flavors but again i i really keyed into that that dark blend yeah and, and it's interesting yeah nine out of ten people that have been on this podcast have said exactly the same i think i'm not a coffee snob or i'm not a coffee coffee uh, person but at the end of the day we drink what we like don't we we drink what we we enjoy and that's the most important thing isn't it and people are very passionate about having something that they love drinking why sit there and drink a an awful coffee <laughs> just because it's trendy or somebody else has said oh this is the one that you should be drinking you know yeah have something that you love and enjoy and i think for for all the drinkers whether it's tea coffee we should all drink what we love and what we enjoy so i'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that <laughs> thank you so thinking about the business side of things and obviously you've made that that shift as, as you say fairly recently you know in comparison to the chiropractic business that you've had but what's been the most significant thing that you have uh, or latest thing that you've worked on or fixed in your own business is simplifying the the steps to provide great customer service okay. so it you know, a lot of businesses like to make it complicated or they feel like it's overwhelming to have, you know, they, they understand the concept, they know it is valuable and that it would be important for them to pursue in their business, but it just seems so incredibly overwhelming. And so my, my whole life, my chiropractic career, certainly now, I try to simplify things. I just like to have things simple, easy steps, but if you'll do these steps consistently, that's where you'll get the major results. So I just keep simplifying, simplifying, simplifying. And that's what I've done just over the last couple of months, simplified the steps needed to really create a foundation of, of great customer service for, for my clients and their businesses. Right. And for those listeners that have perhaps being online over the last 12 months. And there are so many things out there that say simple steps, simple this, simple that. It seems to be the buzz thing. What would you say to those that misunderstand simple for easy? Because they're not the same, are they? And a lot of people buy into these quick fix deals, get rich schemes, because they think that simple is easy. And that's not right. the case, is it? What would you say to them? Is not the difference between to me between simple and easy is the action you have to take. Easy yeah. is I don't have to take any action. <laughs> I just yeah. push a button and you know millions of dollars magically appear, and that just does not happen. So if that's your expectation, then you are going to be greatly disappointed the vast vast majority of the time. Simple is okay you have to put action into one, two, three steps. Hmm. But the key component is taking action. You know, it's just like hiring a coach. A coach can lay things out, explain things. Here's what you need to do. But you have to take action on that advice. So action is the, the key component between simple and easy. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and I think that's a great distinction you, you've made there. Very often for businesses, knowing where to start with their simplicity is usually quite an obstacle. Where would you suggest, you know, perhaps you suggest it in your book, and we'll talk about that a little bit uh, in, a, in a moment. Where do people start with making things simple? Well, I, I always like to, you know, obviously from a customer service standpoint mm. is, is 
to step back and see your business through the customer's eyes. You know, Amazon is, is pretty well known and I'm, I hopefully you all know Amazon and, and can utilize Amazon in, in the UK, but they have, they have created simpl- simplicity in, in the way you go about e-commerce. Um, you know, one click and, you know, they're sending that item out to you and, and get to you within a day or two, or, you know, sometimes even that day, I, I can order things and get, get things the same day here in, in Dallas, Texas. Um, so we don't need to go to that degree in, in our businesses, but you want to keep that in mind. How can I make my business more convenient and simpler for my customers? And so the easiest way to do that is to act like the customer, step back and see through their eyes, step in their shoes, and then follow the steps that they would have to take, whether it's online and through a website, or if it's in a brick and mortar and, and follow it through what they may have to do in, uh, in that situation, in that kind of business, and understand those steps and then see if you can, you can minimize, you know, well, yeah. we have 10 steps for them. Could we narrow that down to, you know, five or four, whatever the case may be. But that, that is the, one of the key ways to, to do that and create simplicity in a, in a business. Yeah. And I love the way you've used Amazon. I've never been a fan of buying online. There's some things I still won't buy online because the main issue I have, it's not the purchasing, it's the returning. If it doesn't fit, if it's wrong, if it's not the quality. And one of the things that somebody shared with me probably about 18 months ago, particularly on Amazon, is if it's fulfilled by Amazon, rather than sent direct from uh, some other, you know, from the manufacturer perhaps or the retailer, if it's fulfilled by Amazon, the process of returning it is so simple. Yeah. And it's no hassle. And literally I can wrap it up, take it to my local collection point, scan the code from my phone and the money is back on my account within hours. And it is that convenience, isn't it? You know, it's not just a convenience of the purchase. It's a convenience of that customer service, that after sales as well, isn't it? And yeah, you reminded me then something, I think it was Tony Robbins said in one of his uh, sessions I was on some time ago, that convenience is always underestimated as a buying decision. People very rarely rate the decision of price more than they do on convenience. Convenience is the number one thing that people make a buying decision on. How convenient is it? Absolutely. And that's something that that's one of my three top pillars. Ah, uh, great. Or proving customer service. You know, yeah. friendly is my top pillar, you know, friendly, friendly, friendly. A business needs to be friendly. Start of the yeah. interaction with the customer throughout the interaction at the end of the interaction, but being fast I call it the three F's of customer service. So friendly, fast, and then be able to fix problems. So fast is the convenience side of that. Um, And a lot of times, and just like you mentioned, what Tony Robbins says is consumers will look at the fast aspect, the convenient aspect over how they're being treated. If it's, if it's overly friendly or they feel like they're particularly valued in a, in a uh, business setting. But if you, if you mesh those two together where you have friendly and, and the, the employees and that business values their customers, they make it incredibly convenient and fast for those customers. Yeah. And they're able to fix problems uh, in a, an efficient manner. Yeah. Those three things, 
if you concentrate on those from a business standpoint, that will set you way above the bar, very high uh, at a very high level for the perception of great customer service in that business for your customers. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the three pillars there, and I love that. And you're right. That's, you know, if you think about it from an experience point of view, as I've just done with Amazon, absolutely that that is it isn't it you know uh, that's why i pay my over here seven pounds 99 i don't know what it is in dollars over in the us but that's why i pay my amazon prime for for all of those three things isn't it you know it really absolutely. is uh, and it doesn't have to be a person to be friendly it can be a user friendly can't it if you're an online business as well but exactly. you've mentioned the three pillars there and obviously you i know i mentioned in the bio your your book with those proven strategies Tell us a little bit more about how the book came to be about and where the listeners can go to get their hands on this book and how it might serve them. Well, the, the book is just a basically a collection of my 20 years of experience in my practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've added some other things in there that I've, I've learned since then. But just those, those simple things that uh, I tried to do in my practices that, again, just raised the bar of the level of customer service I had in my practice. I've always wanted to write a book that's been on my bucket list and, and had thought about it for years. And I just had an opportunity to arise last year, about this time last year, publisher actually came to me. Um, and so right. said, let's do it. Let's, let's put some, let's put this on paper and, and get it going. So yeah. um, I like to call it a success manual. Again, I mentioned earlier in the interview here that I, I focus on the simplicity of things and try to narrow things down to the simplest terms. And that's what this book is about. It's not full of fluff. It's full of simple actions, ideas, principles that a business owner, whether it's e-commerce or brick or mortar, can take, can take a lot of the principles out, can implement them almost immediately and move forward with improving their level of customer service, which directly ties into in, improved customer service, like I just said, but skyrocketing growth and then profit. So that's really my ultimate aim of that book. Yeah. So it's a success manual in the sense that it helps a business succeed in growth and profits. Uh, you mentioned that, Amazon. That's probably the easiest place to find the book. Right. Um, I have it in all the formats, the you know the standard formats, but also the digital format and the audio book because I know a lot of listeners. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. But you've got me. Yeah, I mean, I've got all the books behind on the bookcase, but they're all reference books. I listen to them first, and I buy the hard copy when I enjoy the audio book for reference. That's the I, way I tend to work. So yeah. so available on Amazon, and the title is "Define and Deliver Exceptional Customer Service." Uh, and I take it, you know, it's got you down as the author, Dr. Kelly Henry. That's correct. Perfect. Great. And uh, I'm intrigued there uh, because you've done something that I hear a lot of authors do. And when you first started describing the book, you mentioned, oh, it's just my 20 years of experience I- into the book. And it felt very sort of matter of fact. And listeners, you know, the value in that, as you heard, um, you know, Kelly, you know, going on more about it, the value there, if you could get 20 years of somebody's experience, all the things that they've learned, having run their own businesses, having been coached in their businesses, now taking that and helping other people do the same, take all that experience and put it into one place where you can get your hands on it in a simple way and have access to it. That to me is absolute platinum value. And 
yeah, I strongly suggest any book that's built on that kind of value is worth getting your hands on. And uh, yeah, yeah, most authors just, oh yeah, you know, it's 20 years <laughs> of experience gone into that. Yeah, that that is but- where, that's something for most people um, isn't just somebody who researched, that's somebody who's been there, done it, and being up the mountain and come back down to teach others how to do it, isn't it? So great. Well that's done. a great, great, great point. I appreciate you bringing that up. I like to piggyback off that just in one thought mm. is, you know, drawing off experience. And this is what I tell my, my clients, my prospective clients is, you know, when you hire me or when you buy the book, you're not only getting information of what to do, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're getting information and, and steering away from what not to do. Absolutely. Um, that's, that is incredibly invaluable, uh, valuable for, uh, for those that uh, utilize coaching services or books such as mine or other authors that are pulling off experience because, you know, when you're, when you know what not to do, you save yourself frustration, time, and, and, and a lot of money generally Correct. when you, uh, when you avoid those pitfalls and, and the obstacles. Yeah. So how has it been for you recently? How's it been since you've published your book and worked more on the, on the, on the simplicity of the business and, and all the things that you've just talked about, about simplifying those steps. What's, what's been the, the outcomes for you and for your business, first of all, then we'll talk about what kind of outcomes your clients have had. You bet. I've, I've had tremendous uh, interest um, and, and moving forward with clients because of the, the simplicity of the book. Um, and then also just framing things and communicating things in a simple matter from my coaching standpoint that let's not make this overwhelming. Um, yeah. let's, let's just put some key pieces in place and do that consistently. Let's take the action appropriate and then uh, start reaping the rewards because of it. And people, uh, clients, leads have really grasped onto that. So it's, it's, been a, it's been a good thing. I'll just put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So it's been good for credibility, good for your authority as well as being you know, somebody knowledgeable in that area. And of course, it sounds like it's delivered some great results for your clients too. Absolutely. So yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I, I meet so many consultants, so many people who have come from corporate life in particular, and I'm sorry if, if this is describing you, um, but people, particularly in, in coaches uh, and consultants, we always seem to think we have an expectation of using jargon, long words. We have to make com- things complicated to show our worth and our value. And we absolutely don't, do we? We just need to get to the point so that the customer understands it. That's the most important thing, isn't it? They understand it and they do something with what we're teaching them. That's, that's the key, isn't it? Absolutely. When you're, when you're using the big words, the 25 cent words and the, you know, the, the crazy jargon, hmm creates confusion and yeah. confusion people won't buy confusion no, no, <laughs> they, no definitely they don't, they don't want confusion they yeah. want something they can see and understand how that's directly going to affect them and their business in a positive manner um, and that makes it a whole lot easier for them to, to move forward so great so we've got your book available on amazon we know uh, it's simple we know it's got some great tips of how to define and deliver exceptional customer service how do people connect with with you directly you know are they best reaching out to you and finding you on social media website what's the best way for people to find out more about you and more about the content and the way that you work absolutely my website will be the key component for that and it's drkellyhenry.com so drkellyhenry all one word.com you can find uh, more about the book 
um, and links to it. Find more about me and my experience, find about my programs. You can also uh, set up a call where we can talk more about your business and how I can help implement uh, good customer service and proper customer service protocols. Um, so there's a link to do that. And then also on the, the website, there's a free downloadable PDF. You click the button, fill out a little information, but you can download a PDF of my five top actions that will immediately have an impact on improved customer service for a business. So Fantastic. click that button, get that, that free, free PDF that, uh, again, simple things that uh, business can do. It takes virtually no training. They can just implement and, and create, uh, create that atmosphere of better customer service. So again, drkellyhenry.com. And I think you've picked on a topic there as well for the listeners that is global. You know, customer service is not confined to, oh, you only get great customer service in this country or on this continent. Customer service and exceptional customer service is something we expect wherever we go in the world, you know, when we're able to travel, that is. Um, but, yeah, we do expect that, you know, on whatever platforms, you know, even online platforms. You know, I'm a big fan of, uh, as I mentioned, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, and I'm, you know, I've got courses on mastermind.com, and it's the customer service that attracted me to that. So listeners, you know, no matter where you are in the world, no matter where your business is, whether it's just starting, whether it's established, whether it's exiting, there is always improvements that you can make in exceptional customer service without a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, um, Dr. Henry here is the first person that's really talked about customer service on this podcast uh, so far. So thank you for, for bringing that to us. If, if you thank could you. give the listeners one tip, one lesson that they could do, you said they got some five actions to take away. If you could share something where the listeners could do something with it after listening to this podcast, what would be the one thing that you'd give us today? Well, do you mind if I give you two? Absolutely. I'm, okay. all, I'm all for the more value. What one is just one point I like to make, and it's it it you made me think of it just from comment comment you made just a moment ago. Mm. So many businesses agree with me on customer service is so important, and and you know they love the idea, um, but the statistics show that the vast majority, particularly here in the U.S., that vast majority of businesses don't provide great customer service. They think they do, but they really don't when it's when the customers are surveyed, yeah. um, and that's one of the hurdles that. Uh, I have to, I have to get across with a lot of my potential clients is to help them understand that, yeah, their customer service isn't quite as good as they they think it is. Um, they have pieces of good customer service, but as a whole, it's really not not as stellar as they think it is. And when it's not as good as it should be, and you have these holes, you lose customers, you lose money, obviously. So yeah. one thing is, it doesn't matter what your level of customer service or what you perceive your level of customer service is from a business standpoint. All that matters is what the customer, the consumer, the patient, the client, whatever the, whatever you term, uh, whatever you're addressing or whoever you address, it's their perception. So it's important to understand that. And you can always improve your level of customer service. Even if you, even if you do have great customer service, you can always make it better um, because all it does is add to the credibility and the success of a business. So yeah. just wanted to make that point real quick. Yeah, One point. simple action that I'd like to give and this is one of my favorites, certainly in the book, but this is something that most businesses do not think about. And I call it bookending an experience for a customer. Um, we all know about making a good first impression, you know, friendly and, and welcoming and those type of things. That's important to do that. Keep doing that. 
but it's the last impression that a lot of times falls short for a consumer um, where there's not a really a farewell, there's not an enthusiastic farewell or an appreciation of that customer doing business uh, with a particular company. And so it's important to, ha to have that, that positive ending for that consumer, for that customer, because that is the impression they, the consumer is going to remember longer uh, because it's the last impression. So you wanna, you wanna book in the impression. Yes, have a great in initial impression, but you also wanna have a great last impression. So book in the experience. That's something to think about and, and uh, for most businesses improve upon. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I've not heard that term before, sort of bookend customer service. So that's definitely my takeaway from today. And you're right, you know, when we go out for a meal, yeah, for me, I'm a dessert man. I'm a pudding man. So, you know, it doesn't matter what the starter was like. Yeah, main course, hmm, okay. But the dessert, if they get that wrong, that's where they lose the customer service. That's where they lose the ratings. It's got to be a good pudding for me. Absolutely. So bookend uh, customer service. Well, that, you know, that that's something that drives me nuts at a restaurant too. Not so much from a dessert, but, you know, I can have a, a stellar meal and the, yeah. and the, the weight person can be on top of everything except for, when I'm ready to go and I want to pay my my bill and they're slow getting the check or they're slow checking things out and I have to wait, you know, once I'm done and ready to leave, that yeah. just takes the whole experience. So again, that that bookend experience is is a vital component to to really every business. I'll share a very very quick story. I I used to when I was employed and I used to be in a construction business. We went out for our Christmas meal, and we went to this very well thought of, very renowned restaurant, uh, about 20 of us. We had a great meal, an amazing meal. And it was one of his set menus and we should have had some coffee and mince pies at the end. And we sat and we waited and we waited and we waited. And of course we were all talking, there's quite a few of us. And we waited and somebody said, where are those mince pies and where's the coffee gone? So we sent this young lad and he, went out uh, into the reception area and he, he was gone quite a while. And we'd cut the long story short. They'd forgotten we were there. They'd all gone home and locked us in the restaurant. Not only did we not get our mince pies and coffee, we couldn't get out. We were locked in. They'd forgotten us completely. So uh, how bad is that for bookend customer service? That's a, uh, yeah, that's, that's a new definition of, of, uh, Yep. Of bookending customer service. So that, yep. that was well, we had to wait 45 minutes for the owner of the restaurant to come back to open the doors. And he then had the nerve to say, don't forget, you've got to pay the check before you go. Uh, see that that's another, I mean, I, we could go down a whole nother, uh, another trail yep. with just that, that, that yep. point right there. So, but yeah, that is, um, uh, that happened in 1987. And as I was telling you then, I remember it vividly. And that's the problem, isn't it? That bookend customer service, yes, it can be so positive or so negative, but it will have an everlasting effect and everlasting memory on that customer, as that one has with me. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I, I preach every day and try to get uh, business owners to understand. Yeah. Um, that it's that there's no neutral to it. You're either creating a, a impression that is great and that would cause a customer to continue to do business with you, or you're creating one that ah, it's not so positive, and they're going to have a wandering eye and they'll leave you in, in you know yeah. in a second. 
as soon as they get a coupon or a friend tells them to go somewhere else. So the the choice is yours. There's no neutral to it. You're either creating a great great impression or you're not. Yeah. And that's, that's a great thought to leave us with from a business tips point of view. So thank you very much for that. Going on to the the last question of, of this interview. If you were going to have your next coffee anywhere in the world, in a dream location, where would that dream location be? And tell us a little bit more about that dream location, who it might be, what time of day it is. Give us a give us something to lift us out of what is at the moment, as we record this, a bit of a lockdown scenario, certainly here in the UK. You bet. I'm I'm a beach kind of guy, so I I love the beaches. Um, my my absolute favorite place to vacation is uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, there's several resorts that I've been to on the beach there. White yeah. sandy beaches, warm blue water. Oh. Um, I would I would be with my family. Um, I have three kids and my wonderful wife uh, parked right there on the beach, uh, listening to the to the waves, bright sun no clouds just a just a beautiful summer summer's day sitting you know on my lounger maybe a little umbrella there uh with my my coffee beside me uh just enjoying and relaxing and um kind of letting the world just leave my mind and enjoying the the beauty of the beach and the surf and the sand yeah well i can feel the sun right now and uh, trust me the sun is not shining where i am so uh, that's great and i've got to ask a final question on that, because you mentioned Florida, uh, and I know you know Dallas is not one of the coldest places um, yeah. that I can imagine. Would that be hot coffee or an iced coffee? <laughs> mm. um, it would probably be an iced coffee at that, that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Especially if it's midday, but a nice iced coffee would uh, would just hit the spot right then. Yeah. See, I, I yeah, the listeners know I'm I'm not a fan of iced coffees, but that's purely because normally when people offer me an iced coffee, it's still only about forty to fifty degrees outside, and uh, yeah, you, know, you need the warm coffee to be able to do that. Absolutely. That's Fahrenheit, by the way, for the listeners here in the UK, but can't quite work out what I mean by that. Uh, so yes, so thank you very much for being a guest again. As I always say, I really appreciate your time. I think you're giving us some great awareness, which is what I'm always on a mission to do. Of what to think and where we should think our customer service needs to be and not to assume that it's as good as we think it is, but to actually get that feedback and find out what the customer really thinks. I think that's a great way and some great education. So thank you very much for being on this podcast. And I'm sure listeners, you've taken some amazing things away from uh, Dr. Henry today. So thank you very much. Thank you, Simon. Again, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your great show. And listeners, of course, the most important thing is that you take action from what you've learned today. If you don't, then not only have you wasted your time, but you've wasted my time and you know, Dr. Kelly Henry's time as well. So appreciate that time. Take some action. Appreciate yourselves and look at that bookend customer service. Think about how your customers uh, have customer service from you and don't just assume get some feedback, make sure you know what your customer service levels are. And I really look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now.